is there something still in the marriage vows about what's yours is mine and what's mine's yours, all that, all that stuff, or do they still do that now? No, they don't say that in the marriage vows, I don't think, do they? I don't know. So, we listen to them most weekends. I don't I know. really pay much attention. I know the bits we're supposed to listen to, the bits we're supposed to anticipate <laughs> like when they do the, um, has anybody any reason to uh, to object to this couple getting married? And I put the camera on motorwind then. And, and nobody yet has said anything. No, no. So the reason I'm asking you is you gave me this cold about two weeks ago. Now. Oh, you know what? Men being ill, they are a nightmare. It's serious. Man flu is a certifiable disease. Oh, shut up, Stephen. So I've been in bed most of this week. Feeling very sorry for himself. Mm, with good reason. I've been quite poorly. Only, excuse me, what was I? I was, But I wasn't in bed all week, was I? I got up and got on and did things. Yeah, but you didn't get man flu. Yeah, well, that's probably right. So, yes, recording a podcast that we've both got heavy colds and coughing and sputtering isn't the easiest thing to do. No. I'm a lot better now, though. It's you are, which you. is good to hear. So, so yes, we haven't really got an awful lot of new content to talk about this week because we've both been pretty ill most of the week. Um, but what we can talk about is the fact we shot a wedding yesterday. We were at uh, Ensham Hall near Whitney. Probably the last wedding we'll ever photograph there because it's about to close and to be redecorated. Well, no, it's not. Because if you recall, I had a conversation with the um, hotel manager yesterday and he was saying that they've put back the refurb that they're doing, um, for whatever reason, I'm not sure, until at least September next year. And he said it will probably go back even further. So, oh, okay. so they're going to be um, actually, um, they're not going to actively promote the venue as a wedding venue for next year. Mm. But if people go to them and ask about a wedding, then they will take it. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Because yeah, it's a lovely venue and uh, one of our favourite places to, to photograph. And uh, So yes, I think it was our third wet, wet wedding on the trot, I think. Yep. Uh, but this time we were suitably prepared and suitably uh, uh, protected from the elements. So hopefully and it wasn't as wet. This no, not one. quite as wet. So, so on the show this week, as we spent, as we mentioned last week, we have Robert Peckham. Robert's the uh, owner and manager of a photographic store in Bister called ImageX, and it's just reopened as a brand new store uh, right in the centre of town here in Bister, and it's a full service, full function photographic shop so a full lab uh, camera uh, print service uh, with some quite exciting plans for the future and first thing I did was ask Robert really why in the current sort of high street situation why is he opening a brand new shop uh, well Steve I'm glad you asked me that there's a demand for what we do absolutely and a lot of our services can be done online but photographic services are a very personal product a very personal service mm, and agreed. the fact you can walk in and see the work and see the people that are doing the work it's it's a key thing there are more people taking pictures it's a statistics thing this but there are more people taking pictures now than ever there are okay. more pictures being taken and turning those pictures into something tangible something physical is a, is a big demand so yes i mean so is that being driven by smartphones and things these days yeah absolutely okay uh, the people that are using smartphones now would have been the target market for small independent cameras years ago, yeah, yeah. of which the quality was rubbish and didn't inspire them to go on to do any better sure, photography. Sure. Nowadays, mobiles, most mobile smartphones do a great job. They They've do. got good resolution, they have yeah. great lenses. Yeah. It doesn't take much of a quantum leap for the person behind the camera to realise mm. a camera can do a better job even that, 
mm. above that. Absolutely. So you're a full. F- um, we'll, we'll take some pictures of the, of the of the facility to put on the show notes. But you're a you're a full facility um, print lab. We're a full facility print lab. We can print pretty much anything on paper, canvas. We have an external service for printing on two metal substrates. Okay. Um, and they look gorgeous, they do, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chromalux is very popular now. Okay. Um, and, of course, photo books, which yeah. are a big, big, big market now. Yes, we sell lots of photographic albums, and people come in and get their prints made to put in the albums, but mm-hmm. photo books are really a, a buzzword, and it's something that we're doing a lot of. So, yeah. Sure. I guess we've known each other now for three or four years in, in the photographic community here in Bicester, but just for the listeners on the show, so what's your background? How did you get into the sort of camera trade business? Mm, well, in my advanced years, I have to reflect quite a long way, but... Yeah, I know um, the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> my first uh, encounter with photography was actually when I first left school. Okay. And I decided that professional photography is something I wanted to get into. Right. So I went to what was then technical college and learned uh, architectural photography. Mm-hmm. Didn't fancy being a photographer of things that smiled and moved. <laughs> uh, so I got into architectural photography and, and made a fairly good success of it, but okay. uh, not enough to keep my uh, bills paid. So I went into retail just to, to supplement that and realized I was actually a lot better at helping other people take pictures than I was earning money at taking my own. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's how I got into retail back then mm-hmm. um, and ended up on a, I suppose, approximately a 10-year career in photographic retail back in the uh, 80s, uh, working for some of the long gone now, but the, the, the top names in photographic retail, including the top pro sort of showrooms up in town. And um, yeah, it was a, an interesting experience. So I think I first met you when you were one of the managers of the, of the Jessup store here in Vista. Yes, I mean, I wasn't exactly a manager. I was actually only a part-timer. I was doing IT support. Okay. Uh, I've had a long experience. After my early career in photography, I moved on to working for Apple, both directly and indirectly on the computer side of things. Oh, really? Which I came to through digital imaging. Okay. And I was doing IT support when I went to work for Jessup's here in Bicester, just part-time, until that version of Jessup's, because there's a different one now, Mm. closed in 2013. And then you started, I think, uh, the original ImageX store here in Bicester? Yeah. It was a successful store, one of Jessup's smallest, but it was successful and profitable. And it was one of those stores they'd taken over. It had been an independent photographic shop for the previous 10 years. Okay. Uh, before yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Called That Camera Place. That's right. Yes. Interestingly Gosh. enough, if you un- un- unhitch the awning and roll it back out, it still says That Camera Place <laughs> sells Canon cameras. Okay. I-, I really must do that and get a photograph of that. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, so I joined them at, right up to the point that the uh, that, that Jessup's closed, mm. and then I realized it, it was too good an opportunity to miss. Yeah. So uh, raised a bit of money and took it over and opened it as an independent again. And at the time we opened back in 2013, it was the first new independent store in the UK for over 10 years. Wow. That's I, amazing. I, yeah, I know. I only found that out about a year after we opened when somebody came in and said, you do realize that. Good grief. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah. And then, then we looked at it and it was right. I mean, some of the multiples had opened up additional branches, no, obviously, sure. but yeah, it, it was the first all new independent at that time. Good, good. But I think I'm right in saying this is a different, a different image X. So we won't go into the detail, but this is a different company and different brand and different business completely. It is, yes. I mean, for, for reasons you're right, we won't go into. I left that version of image X two and a half years ago mm-hmm. in 2017, early part. And, um, yeah, and, and basically left this business, went back into IT. And uh, yes, and now September of this year, I reopened ImageX again in a new location, bigger premises. 
And, and it's a great really. location. You're right next to the main Sainsbury's in town with the big car park opposite and uh, plenty of coffee shops and a couple of pubs nearby as well. So, you know, it's just a great location. So, so we're sitting here in your main sort of retail area downstairs, but I know you've got plans for the upstairs area as well. So what, what is it you're going to plan to do once that's completed up there as well? Oh, well, that's the big vision. I mean, you can't open a store like this and just sell equipment. There mm. is, there's not enough margin and there's not enough throughput. Um, right. So you have to offer more. And the upstairs of this store will be to do with people being able to come in and try the equipment out. Okay. So it's going to be a professional showroom, first and foremost. Oh, wow, great. But the room is big enough to be used for presentations, exhibitions, product launches, masterclasses, training, all that sort of stuff. And it's also big enough to be a full-size studio with a very good stretch. So... That's fantastic. It will be a lot of different services, a lot of different reasons. So somebody like Sam and I, for instance, if we wanted to run a, a wedding workshop or something like that, we could we could do that here. And Certainly can, absolutely. Excellent. And I think, you know, uh, somebody obviously works day in, day out with cameras. There's no substitute for actually picking a camera up and trying a camera before you buy it. You no, know? I mean, the interesting thing we've had since I opened this, my conversations with the camera suppliers have all been very much that they are they're realizing the internet is not the answer mm. it's a great way of shifting boxes but if customers can physically see the mm. camera try it out and, and talk to somebody who knows about it if i'm hard nosed about it they will spend more money because they'll understand what the bits that go with that camera Absolutely. can do and, and and can help them so yeah it's it's having a showroom is something that the camera manufacturers are all mm. very keen to promote. It's proper customer service, really. It's actually you know pick the camera up, try it. By the way, you might need one of these to go with it. Have you thought about that? I guess that, and I know that's what you do, Robert. So yeah. yeah. But I think in, in the current world, when there's so much change in camera technologies with the rise of mirrorless cameras, and I think there's nothing to beat actually picking the thing up and holding it and pressing a few buttons and, and trying around. So absolutely, you read any camera review. I'm sure it's true now as it was. 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's all to do with the handling and what you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like driving cars. You can get into one car and feel it's great, get into another car and it's not. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But, it, but that other car suits other people. So mm. cameras are the same thing. Mm. And you're hoping to have all the major brands? Hoping to, yes. We're just at the early stages of talking to them all. Sure. So, um, but yeah, the, the interest has been considerable. So mm. I'm, I'm very enthused by how much we're going to have available here. That's fantastic. So, so in, in your time in retail, uh, Robert, you must have seen all kinds of, of, of things. Is there a particular <laughs> story you could tell us in terms of uh, an unusual, obviously don't mention names or whatever, but is there anything you could possibly <laughs> tell us about an unusual a customer or, a, or, a, or a, a strange photo or anything like that? You oh, could I'd, share I'd, with the listeners? I'd have to roll back. I mean, I spent a very enjoyable couple of years working for a, a, a long-gone name called Pellingham Cross in Baker Street. It oh. became KJP, who then Gosh. became Leeds, Leeds Photographic. Yeah, yeah, I um, remember those. Yeah. Uh, ended up as Calumet. Yes. And sadly, Calumet are no longer now. Wex have taken them over. Sure. But when I worked in Baker Street, we were probably the number one for professional photographic retailer. So it was... No day went by when somebody walked in the door and you went, oh, I didn't know they were a photographer. <laughs> and I, I, could, I could run names by you, but yeah, it was... A, it, please it, don't. <laughs> I mean, I was sad to read of the passing of Terry O'Neill. Yes, because, I read that this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was, I wouldn't say he was a customer of mine, he was certainly a customer of Pellion Cross, and I met him on a number of occasions, and he was oh, a right. very, very nice guy. A great and photographer. It, and a very great photographer indeed, so, yeah. Just speaking about photographers, uh, are there any particular photographers you particularly admire or any particular photographer's work you particularly like? Or? I'm not one for the mainstream particularly. I mean, actually, oddly enough, Terry O'Neill was one I did admire mm. greatly because of his style mm. 
and the fact he always put himself out there and was in the right place at the right time Absolutely. that's a skill you can't really pick totally, up totally agree and people have made a real impact on the lift on the life of photography mm. um so i mean bailey will go down in history obviously of course and a few others um and then there are photographers like litchfield who in their time were considered very staid very mm. um textbook yes but in fact they did have their own style and obviously you know everyone's watching the crown on netflix now <laughs> my wife is certainly well yeah and there's tony snowden being very well portrayed, it must be said. Absolutely. And he, again, was a photographer. Mm. I mean, I'm talking about many years ago. Mm. Rankin, um, I was lucky enough to meet and work with Rankin on training him how to use uh, Macs. Oh, wow. I mean, he has his own publishing company, but he was not computer literate himself. He had his friends to do that. Mm. Uh, and I spent time with him at the, in Shoreditch, where his offices were, and I met him really before he was headline. But the publishing company was going, I can't remember what his magazine is called, that's embarrassing. <laughs> mm, hope he's not listening. Um, but <laughs> very <for> listening. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very interesting guy mm. and, and quite visionary. Mm. And uh, yeah, Absolutely. his style of photography, extremely good. Oh, that's interesting. So, so obviously with the, with the Apple background, as well as the photography background, you, you got to be quite a few people, as you were saying in the... Yeah, the, yeah. It's um, the IT consultancy side of things is what I was doing. I mean, mm. it, it began in, in, back in the mid-80s, when digital photography was just beginning to get going. Yeah. And Apple were really the only option if you wanted to computerize and digitize and work with, with imaging. Yeah. And their ideal partner was Kodak at mm -hmm. that time when Kodak Towers existed in Hemel Hempstead. And <laughs> I used to drive past that every day when I used to go to, to work, yes. I wonder if the people who live in the block of flats that it is now know the history of that building. Phenomenal. All that silver halide below them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you wonder if it is. But yes, I mean, I was a frequent visitor up there with professional publishers and mm. photographers and uh, image library mm. companies. Fascinating. To show them that the, the scanners that back then mm. were many, many thousands, tens of thousands of pounds mm. that were, were actually scanning images that you can now achieve with, I say, on your mobile phone. <laughs> Technology moves on. It really does. So to come back to your, your shop here and, and you know, the room that we're sitting in right now, you've got a, quite a, well, you've got a couple of large photographic printing machines. Yep. Um, forgive me if this is a dumb question. I'm not a... No, know, that's fine. But are, this, are we still very much in the field of traditional photographic printing as opposed to sort of fine art inkjet printing? Or, and if so, why have you gone that way as opposed to the inkjet? I mean, they are all inkjet. Um, right. the, the age of the wet photographic process lab is really gone. I mean, there's nobody producing that sort of equipment any no, longer. Sure. And the labs that are out there now are proving expensive to run, expensive to keep running. Mm. So we've installed a big Epson dry lab, mm -hmm. as it's called. It's inkjet-based, it's very high resolution, and the quality it produces is equally as good as you could get from any of the fine art, you know, the, the, the big printers. Sure. Um, and we're getting very good feedback from our professional customers who are coming in hoping that we're achieving that sort of quality, and we are, which is great. Mm. But they want special things. They want certain papers. They want certain color changes. They want certain ways of producing their images. And we can offer that too. Great. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And we have a big 44-inch printer here, so we can do it large too. We can make it large. Well, but certainly we're looking at you know, putting some business your way in the, in the near future, Robert, with, with, with our work for sure. You mentioned, going back to what you said a while ago about everybody's a photographer these days, and you see that as a good thing. We sometimes see that as a bad thing at weddings. <laughs> when, um, you know, the, the, the sort of people standing out in the aisle with the phones, yeah. you know, in, in, in a way, what we're doing really. But do, do you really feel people aren't printing pictures more? Because... One of my bugbears is, you know, we all supply 
all the wedding photos to a yeah. couple on a on a USB key, but they don't get anything printed. And to mm. me, yeah. that's not a photo; it's a bit of data on a on a memory stick. A it, photo to me is a physical thing you can hold and look yeah. at, and, yeah. and I'm sure you agree. Yeah. I mean, how people consume images now is is completely different to the way it was in in traditional analog days. Of mm. course, tablets, the iPad, and its its competitors is probably going to become, I think, the number one way people look at their images. Mm. And that's quite understandable. Mm. With, I've seen, just in the last couple of years, three years, a big increase in people putting their images onto a memory stick mm -hmm. that they can then stick in the back of their smart TV and mm. see their pictures on their big 40-plus-inch yes. um, LCD. And that's great. That's the modern equivalent of setting up the home projector and putting a bunch of slides in a magazine mm. and flashing them up on screen. Great, it's just a different way of doing it, mm. but in the modern age, mm. in the digital age. Coming back to your comment about print, because it's, it's, it's a scale thing. Again, I can, I can quote Kodak figures, but this is a few years they came up with this figure that there are more pictures now taken in a day than there were taken in the entire of a year back in the 80s when, when film photography was at its maximum. But back then, of course, 90 plus percent of pictures were being printed. Of course. Now it's less than two percent. All they need to do is increase that to two and a half percent, and the number of prints that would be produced would be double wow. of of the amount of prints being produced wow. in a year back there. So it's it's a it's a small change, mm. but if we just have to promote that, we just have to realise that that. If the internet was to disappear, people would lose an awful lot of photographs. Yeah. Well, not to mention if people's hard drives fail, if they don't back everything up at home. And, you know, we, yeah. we, we've had instances of that with our customers asking, please, have you still got your wedding photos? Yeah, Which it, is, of it is scary. Yeah, yeah of so, course. So one of the things I've, I've observed when I've come into your shop before now, Robert, is your never-ending patience with showing people how to print on the, on the machines yeah. and that, yeah? So do you want to talk a bit about how, how, how easy it is to get pictures printed these days? Well, it is. The, the machines have a logic, mm -hmm. and if you understand that logic, they're very simple to use. Mm. They will ask a series of questions, and, you know, size, uh, finish, how many you want. You can then crop and edit, and it's very straightforward and very intuitive because we're using Kodak kiosks and they've got the software right. Okay. They have competitors, of course. Of Other course. kiosks are available. <laughs> um, but they, I, mean, I, I admire Kodak's work in this, this field. And yeah, it, it, it promotes everything else we do as well. While they're producing their 6 by 4 inch prints, mm. it'll tell them, hey, we can do 10 by 8s we can do canvases, we can do collages, we can do photo gifts. And so, yeah, it's, it works very well. And mm. all that's produced in-house. So it does lead to, you know, from a strictly business point of view it does lead to additional revenue which is good so people can actually they walk out with the photos there and then after they print them on machines it's instant virtually it is the beauty of a dry lab is the speed and it can turn the prints around much more quickly than the old well than most of the old wet labs there were fairly fast wet labs and yeah and just the versatility of what the dry lab can achieve in a, in a short space so coming up to christmas is there any particular thing that people people buy more of in, in camera shops ah, at Christmas time? That must be your key, your key time of the year, surely. It is, yeah, absolutely. We're a very seasonal business. I mean, there's a lot of products that only sell at Christmas. The obvious okay. one being photo gifts, the, sure. the little baubles you can put pictures into and, and all kinds of related paraphernalia. There's always a big increase in memorable photographs being printed specially as posters or as canvases. And just, just small photographic accessories. There are still plenty of photographers out there who use small accessories, and they're always interested in that. So apart from sort of upstairs, we've talked about the plans for upstairs. Any more plans for the, for the future, for 2020? What, what, what other things will happen with ImageX in 2020? There's 
We've got a number of plans to branch out into other imaging areas. Okay. So at the moment, we're representing stills photography quite well. We're not doing anything with video. We're not doing anything with drones. Oh, wow. But I'll say yet. Okay, interesting. Because we have a lot of people coming in asking about whether we're going to do that, and I think there's a demand for that. I'm sure there so, is. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be getting on involved in that. We've also got a lot of plans within the local community to offer uh, photographic services, in particular event photography. There's okay. an awful lot of things that don't get photographed unless people take a few snaps on their mobile mm. phone. But there are events that require or, or deserve to be memorized. And there's a lot of good photographers in Bista who are amateurs, but they are keen and they've got the right equipment. So yeah. we'll team up with them. And so we're talking about here school fates mm. and other events. I so. guess the kind of thing that sort of the likes of Sam and I probably wouldn't do, but as you say, a keen amateur would do and I'm sure do a very good job. You, you, you're heavily involved, of course, with Bista Camera Club, aren't you? Indeed. I mean, for my sins, I was the man that set it up. You are. When, yeah. when, <laughs> And that I'm still honorary president, although I don't um, do much more than get along to the meetings and sit in on the committee that runs it. It's run by very good people now. Sure. Um, but yeah, the Bista Camera Club is is thriving. It's going from strength to strength. It's a lot bigger now than it was the last time I was in command. And um, there are some excellent photographers there. I see some of the photos in the, in the Facebook group, and I'd have to agree with that. Where do they meet now? They meet in Kingsmere at the community centre oh, there, wow, okay. uh, which is a phenomenal building it is, for, it its, is. For, its, for its location. And uh, very good facilities. So, yeah, it's, it's, it suits their requirements extremely well. Great stuff. So, Robert, thanks, thanks for your time today and taking time out of uh, the, busy, the busy shop. I'm sure people on, on, on the podcast will be able to hear uh, photos being cut and printed in the background as, as we speak. So what's the best way for people to find out more about ImageX apart from physically obviously coming into the shop uh, website is there a website now there is certainly a website it's imagex.co.uk that's never changed and at the moment that website is under development we're going to have a full e-commerce website with all the products we sell on it Great. Uh, hopefully open before Christmas certainly by, I was planning by the end of November and it links directly into the Kodak site because we're a Kodak Express Center here mm -hmm. and Kodak build us a website it's kodakexpressbista.co.uk and that on there you'll find all the services we do in terms of photo gifts and posters and canvases and they can all be ordered online and then collected here fantastic and, and you've got a Facebook page as well from memory we have yeah um, best way to get to that is just go to our website and there's a link on the left hand okay. side that takes you straight to our Facebook and our, our Twitter page so Robert thanks very much again for your time today it's been really great to hear about your plans for ImageX I'm, I for one and I'll speak for Sam as well we're really looking forward to supporting your business, making use of your facilities upstairs when they're ready, and, and certainly giving you some print business as well. So really thanks for your time, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Steve. It's great to have your support, and uh, this has been great. Thanks very much. Cheers. So thanks, Robert, for coming on the show and for the interview. It was good to catch up with you and, uh, and find out more about your plans, and, and I'm sure we'll be, uh, we'll be talking to you more during the year and uh, making use of your, of your new facilities. So thanks a lot for coming on the show. So what have we got in store for next week, Sam? Um, you have been interviewing this guy that we've worked with in the past um, in relation to video, I yeah, think. Yeah, Danny Reeve. Yeah, Danny. So Danny's, um, Danny runs the affordable wedding video business here in Bista, but actually I know videos, weddings all over the, the south of England, really. And uh, on next week's show, we're going to be talking to Danny about the wedding video business, really, uh, why couples should have a wedding videographer, uh, how he works, what he loves or doesn't like about working with photographers, because uh, as we all know, photographers and videographers are really all good best friends, really. And his approach and uh, his style. So that'll be on the show next week. 
And for us, Sam, what are we going to install for next week? We've got another wedding next weekend? We have. We're at the dairy at Woodston Manor. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be our first wedding there. So, I'm I'm quite looking forward to that too, because if we get a chance to actually go into the grounds with the couple, it should be great, because they're in the middle of doing their Christmas markets. Mm-hmm. So um, everywhere's all nicely decorated with lights um, and everything. And the, the house, the front part of the house is all... Uh, if you go inside, it's all decorated up for Christmas okay. as well. So okay. it should be good. Even though it should be illegal to have anything Christmas related up before the 1st of December, but still. Well, when should... I rule the world. Rule the world. <laughs> yeah, well, try saying that to somebody I know locally who uh, puts their decorations up in September. Mm, bar humbug. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, talk to you next week, folks, on the show. And uh, sorry if it's been a bit truncated this week. We've both been quite poorly, as we said. But uh, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Speak to you soon.